0: The following interview contains very sensitive commentary from sex workers who had to live through incredibly difficult circumstances, and they give very honest portrayals of their experiences as sex workers. So we here at Moving Radio just want to give a common courtesy of a sensitivity warning for some of the content contained in this article, and also... Um, maybe some of the things that director Justin Kieber talks about from the film labeled the missing, murdered and forgotten. When I was a little girl I lived in a house where sex was being sold in one room and drugs were being sold in another room. Sometimes we end up in exploitation just to be with somebody.
1: When he walked through that door, it was was horrifying. Sitting there and just praying, don't pick me, don't pick me. And then he picks me. And I have to go into this room with him.
0: The month that she was missing was probably the hardest month of my life. I don't know where
1: she is. She's disappeared. You are more likely to become missing or murdered if you are Indigenous. Nobody would even have known I was gone.
0: Joining us today on Moving Radio uh, is a guest we've had on before, but it was a little while ago, Justin Kieber, writer director, and producer of the documentary film labeled The Missing, Murdered, and Forgotten. It is making its premiere at Northwest Fest, and it's screening Sunday, May 7th at 4 p.m. at the Metro Cinema, as are all screenings for Northwest Fest. But uh, this one is a little special on May, on May 7th because it's part of their Perspective Alberta series and it will actually be a double feature with another documentary. Justin, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. It's very good to talk to you. This film is very different from some of the other stuff that we discussed before in your work. This documentary labeled their, uh, The Murder Missing and Forgotten. It's it's a harrowing, intimate journey into the lives of three Indigenous women who were abused, exploited, uh, and harmed during their time in Edmonton's sex industry. So, I mean, that's kind of like a, a very broad picture of what the film is about itself. Can you give the audience a sense of what these stories are? And, and what's kind of covered in the film.
1: The story kind of revolves around uh, three indigenous women who were kind of exploited and abused during their time in image and sex industry. So we have Juanita, April Eve, and Kathy King, who all appear, and Kathy King speaking on behalf of her daughter, Kara uh, King. And uh, within their three stories, um, we kind of look at, you know, intergenerational trauma, racism, you know, many things that uh, indigenous people face um, and is deeply rooted within Canadian identity. I guess the film is, is really bringing awareness to the 4000 plus um, women and girls who are missing, murdered and forgotten across Canada.
0: It's such a heavy subject. It needs to be talked about infinitely more, even though we think it's already out there and people are aware. How do you take that much weight emotionally, but also the trauma of all those moments and these stories of these people and squeeze that into an hour? Because that seems like it would be the impossible feat is really trying to take uh, each one of, of these family stories, each one of these women's stories and and really give it the respect it deserves. It's not that your film doesn't. It's just like that sounded like a, an impossible feat to do in an hour. And you did a great job of that. So how do you go about doing that?
1: It was uh, it was extremely difficult and it took a lot of time and a lot of a lot of recuts and a lot of revisions and a lot of just going back and forth with uh, the members on our team and and making sure, you know, we were doing things authentically, respectfully, just just kind of telling the the truths of our three subjects, um, you know, as as accurately as we can. And thankfully, we had a great team. You know, one of the things we do is uh, we have recreations. And the biggest thing for me was with these recreations, it was a way to kind of fill some space and provide visual context. But what really kind of troubled me at the beginning was figuring out how do you shoot these recreations without recreating someone's trauma? So that uh, that took, took a lot of bouncing back and forth with our team. And I hope it comes across um, respectfully in, in the recreations that we did and that we're not kind of recreating someone's trauma or anything like that.
0: And it takes an amazingly delicate touch to be able to look at those kinds of stories and to to ask these people to share these moments about their life. Because basically everything that you're asking them to talk about is just bringing up probably the most difficult times in their lives. So how do you approach that as a filmmaker and as somebody who is who wants to get their story out there and is trying to facilitate it in the most respectful form possible. How do you approach dealing with such a sensitive subject?
1: Thankfully, our, our three documentary subjects, Juanita, April Eve, and Kathy King, they are all advocates in uh, the city of Edmonton, all over Alberta, and they're, they're very open with their stories. So uh, I think we were fortunate in that sense, where they they were willing to speak on camera, and they were willing to share their intimate kind of lives with with, uh, with an audience. Um, so I think we were, we were pretty fortunate in that sense. But um, it, it took, uh, you know, some trust. Thankfully, our executive producer uh, was good friends um, with, with all three and actually everyone that kind of spoke in the film. And uh, she was able to facilitate those meetings and making sure just, you know, we were kind of touching on questions that they didn't want to answer, but um, yeah, everything went, went pretty smooth. And yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, grateful that all three spoke.
0: We're speaking today with Justin Kieber. The film we're discussing is the documentary labeled the missing, murdered and forgotten. It's going to be screening at Northwest Fest on Sunday, May 7th at 4 PM as part of a double feature at the Metro cinema. Uh, It's part of the Alberta of the perspective, Alberta series as part of Northwest Fest. You know, you you just mentioned somebody who is a key part of the film, Andrea Heinz, who's your executive producer and is also featured in the film. Uh, tell us a little bit about the working relationship with her and maybe how she kind of helped lead you to some of these stories and, you know, uh, got some immediate trust or an immediate connection with some of the the people in the film.
1: So that's actually a really interesting story to start with, labeled the missing, murdered, and forgotten uh, wasn't actually going to be the original film. It wasn't even considered at the beginning. And the beginning is actually in 2019. So, December 2019, my company, grill Motion Pictures, with Sam Reed and I, we got this email from Andrea Hines and said, Hey, this is my story. I was in the sex industry for seven years. During that time, I was traveling with a client. Um, I was traveling with him to Vegas. I was stopped at the border, um, and subsequently banned from America. And, uh, now she's out, you know, seven years and she's completely changed her life. She's an advocate against the industry. She's got a husband, she's got three kids and the kids are getting to the age of want to go to Disneyland, but unfortunately, you know, she still has that uh that ban on her name so she can't go to the states. So the story, the main story was going to be um yeah, Andrea fighting the US government and that's kind of what it ended up being. But, you know, we get into 2020, we're shooting these interviews, we're starting to shoot some of our friends and family and people in the industry. And that's opening up a lot more doors and conversations. And one of those the biggest things that I was kind of finding within those interviews was uh, safety and you know, safety for, for all the folks in the industry and also like indigenous folks in the industry, whether that's the body rub centers or um, kind of street exploitation. So I started asking people more and more um, kind of missing and murdered indigenous women, girls related questions, or, you know, treatment of indigenous people, not really knowing where that storyline would go. Um, And then, you know, obviously COVID hits and I have all these transcripts in front of me and that's where things really started to make sense. And I said, I think we have something here for kind of our own thing outside of labeled, which is the series that follows Andrea. I think we have something outside of that where you know, I think it's important that we do it this way. And thankfully, the team was all on board. And um, Andrea kind of facilitated the uh, the opening prayer song with Janice at the beginning there um, of the film. And we were able to to go film a missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls convoy. Um, and yeah, that kind of opened up the door and the framed the structure for the entire series or the entire uh, film.
0: Uh, there's some really heavy issues here that are deeply rooted within this country racism, uh, sexism, colonialism, right? Are kind of three things that people will talk about and say um, are kind of roots at why we have this epidemic issue in this country. You get, you know, perspectives from people who are on the ground who are like saying, like, this is something where there is potential to change, but it's like, what's really being done? And then you even get, you know, the other end of that of somebody who is uh, involved, but isn't directly affected themselves, the chief of police of the city, and says, you know, there's opportunity, but like, it, it's hard to get the, the ball rolling, right? So as you kind of go through and talk with people and have these interviews, and have had these discussions, which I'm sure is hours and hours beyond what we get to see in the one hour film itself, tell us what you've kind of found mm-hmm. out about you know, the root of that problem, maybe the potential that you kind of wrap up with in the end and and where where you could go after this? Where what's the next step, hopefully?
1: The the root of the problem, it, it just goes back to things like the sixties scoop and residential schools and just this completely unjust treatment of indigenous peoples and you know, this dark part of Canadian history and the history of colonialism in Canada. Um so kind of what I wanted to do was show the ways in which they intersect and create, um, I guess, additional layers of risk and hardships for the folks in the industry. And will kind of diving through those kind of make it more apparent that that kind of this is what's going on for these, these folks in the industry and just in general, just all indigenous people. So I think things like maybe the the national day of awareness for missing and murdered indigenous women and girls and two-spirited people uh, that's on may the 5th i think that's you know a, a pretty good start at raising more awareness but i think there's more that needs to be done so with this film i think it's just maybe having that those difficult conversations and the film really is an unflinching look at at the lives of these three women so i think it's um yeah, we're not shying away from anything, but I think you need to to see those kind of difficult difficult things in order to to really spark that change.
0: What have you felt like? Reaction has been from from people that have seen the film, and not in so much of like a review, but the fact that if you have any kind of connection to this, it can be an incredibly difficult watch, right? I mean, it's hard for me, and I don't have a direct connection to it within. You know the first seven minutes i'm like like you know it it feels like my heart's being ripped out here but what these people have have gone through and the experiences that they've been and you know had had no choice they've had to go through talk to me a little bit about audience how they're reacting to it how they feel about like the way you approach this and maybe you know what you ultimately hope i think is that this is a conduit for conversation and maybe even hopefully change if you've been able to see anything kind of like that in the early stages of of this film,
1: the film I think there's maybe ten people who have seen it. So we actually haven't had our, our world premiere yet for our team. I think it's myself, Andrea, Sam, um, and uh, maybe Andy Gortz who have seen it outside of. Uh, and then I'm trying to think who else. Like there, there's only like maybe ten. Like so, it hasn't actually hit a public audience yet which it, it will very soon, um, in a couple festivals here, uh, including Northwest Fest. So it will be interesting to gauge it from that perspective, but we did have a few elders watch just to make sure, you know, we're doing things respectfully and, um, authentically and, and truthfully. And, um, their, their reaction, uh, they had a few suggestions, which we went and changed in our kind of final cut stage, but they, they said this was, uh, it's, it's an important watch, and that meant a lot, just kind of having that um, that support from uh, the elders.
0: Yeah, because I, I feel like that's another level of responsibility you have in, in telling this story, is is making sure you do right by the people involved and by the community that you're talking about as well. Was that daunting, or did you look at that as, as like, I, I, that just makes me work harder? in order to, to make sure that I do right by them.
1: Yeah. I, I just felt like it it needed to be done. It needed to be this way and we needed to, you know, get that approval. Um, Because, you know, we're all three producers were, were Caucasian and um, I just felt like we we needed to have those, those voices involved um, and, and just make sure that we were doing it right. And it definitely this, this uh, film, it, it, push me kind of to work harder than I've ever done before. Make sure I researched all the stats that come on screen, make sure everything was as sound as it could be just because it needed to be. It need to be this way.
0: You talked a little bit about your first AD, Anthony Goertz, who uh, who we've had on the show before. Has done some other fantastic work too, and has been around town for a long time doing uh, some fantastic, uh, not only directing, but cinematography. What are some of the conversations that you two had about how you wanted to approach this? Because you talked about the fact that the project itself kind of evolved instead of uh, just being around Andrea, how did you have conversations about like how to to sensitively approach this in the most respectful respectful way, but
1: also create that you know compelling story for the audience too? Sorry, can you repeat that last half? Um, yeah, working with Anthony Gortz?
0: Yeah, and and just trying to kind of create a compelling visual story, but also keeping a level of respect that that the audience is going to be okay with too.
1: So Anthony was our first AD, and he was amazing. I uh, I, I can't say enough good things about Andy. And I, I guess in our initial conversations, he comes from um, Doc Alberta, and he's done so many documentaries as you know a director and cinematographer producer so having him on our team was was amazing and he brought so much knowledge and brought so much organization and he kept us on time which is always nice and uh, I'm sure the cast and crew really appreciated that as well but for you know him and I to go back and forth he was able to kind of look at my shot list and go okay, this is good. Maybe we should try something here. Maybe this isn't working. This isn't, this is kind of coming across as too much. Let's try and shake that up a bit. So it was a good dialogue back and forth. And then even on the day, there's a shot kind of right at the beginning. Actually, you know, it's April Eve story. Um, When she's being led, there's a a, into the room, there's a shadow shot. That's right from Andy. He, He was like, Hey, I'm hiding in this room right now where the light is. It's actually casting an amazing shadow let's try something here. So he would always come up with these ideas on the day and kind of run them to me. I'd run them to Sam, who's our cinematographer. I'm like, you're amazing. Thank you. He's uh yeah, he is a great, great, great member of our team. Very happy to have him.
0: We've been speaking today with Justin Kieber, the writer director and producer of the documentary film labeled the missing murdered and forgotten. It's going to be screening at Northwest fest. And I'd say go and check it out. I mean, uh, you know, not many people have had an opportunity to see it. So this is a very important screening. It's on Sunday, May 7th at 4 p.m. as part of the Double Bill at the Metro Cinema. It's part of their Perspective Alberta series for Northwest Fest. It's a really important film. I think we need to definitely check it out. I think that it's a difficult watch for sure. But it's uh, in the end, I think that, you know, it will illuminate you in ways that that we all need to be, even though it's an incredibly difficult conversation uh, to face, because there is so much work that needs to be done in this area uh, to protect those women and to, you know, evolve the culture of this country when it comes to, uh, you know, missing and murdered Indigenous women and the ones that we we have here today. Even Justin, really, thank you for your time. If anybody wants to connect with your previous work, maybe. Or even the film itself? What are some good ways that that people could like seek you out and maybe find out more about either this film or some other work that you've done?
1: I guess the biggest thing, the most active, probably Instagram for me and my handle is jKebs.film. If you want to follow the Labeled series or follow um, label The Missing, Murdered, and Forgotten, you can uh, follow on all social media accounts at labeled doc l-a-b-e-l-e-d-d-o-c uh we went with the american spelling on that one um and then yeah just uh twitter at j or at label doc um i don't do tiktok or anything like that but uh yeah instagram or you can uh you know always send me an email um on my website justinkeever.com as well
0: beautiful thank you so much for your time justin uh I look forward to the next project when we can be able to talk to you again, too. And best of luck with this film. And uh, and hopefully it's going to instigate some change at some level as well.